Sir, do you know why I pulled you over? No, it's because your intro sucks. Please step out onto the curbside. Welcome to another week of the Curbside Podcast, the podcast where we talk about cars and everything to do with cars. My name is Jeff. I drove a 2004 Honda S2000, and I am your Taiwanese-American Southern Californian. I'm tired. You're tired. Yes. I'm Parth. (laughs) (laughs) Drove a 2016 M3, living up in Bay Area, Northern California. Long day for both of us. Jeffrey has to wake up at 3 a.m. We're recording this at 9 p.m. the day before. Yes, great. 3 a.m. Gotta wake up for work tomorrow, so you know uh, we gotta we gotta get this show on the road right now. So the bunch of cars, bunch of stuff came out. Uh, stuff is going down. Uh, ha ha ha! Laffy taffy rave bullshit. All right, guys, have a good night. All right, drive safe. <laughs> have a life is too short to drive cars. Right, boring cars. Yeah. But- yeah <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, no, no. Uh, oh, uh, no, Andrew today because he's got you know work stuff too. So. Our schedules are fantastic. But anyway, remember last week how you said like cars are basically tech now? Yeah, it's basically like an iPhone. Well, good news, Parth. One of the biggest auto shows of the year has passed by just uh, this week. What? CES 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I... Have I wronged you in some way? Have I, have I, have I said something? That's not right. And I know you say that as a joke, but he's not wrong either. <laughs> CES has become, forget about the computers, forget about the, you know, Apples and Androids and Microsofts. It's all about the BMWs and Hyundais making an appearance there. So, so if you guys don't know, uh, the CES is the consumer electronics show that happens. Electronics. That, that happens every year. Uh, usually in Las Vegas, but of course this year due to COVID, it's all been streamed online. And usually, you know, oh, like the show is usually about uh, different companies releasing TVs, weird computer concepts, and whatnot. But more and more every year, uh, it seems like more and more car companies go there to unveil some new feature about their car or whatnot. And uh, this year, this year was no different. In fact, uh, it might have been even more than usual. <laughs> so I'm going to bring you some of the most fantastic car news uh, to come out of CES this year. Uh, two kind of big things, basically, from CES were, uh, well, two big companies were, I think, let's start off with Mercedes, all right? Uh, Mercedes took their time at CES to unveil what everyone in the car world was waiting for. Every gearhead, automotive enthusiast, most excited for this type of news, all right? A new Mercedes V12. Even better than that. Okay, okay. It's even better than that. Mercedes-Benz has taken CES to reveal their new screen. Yo, why'd they put the vents in it? <laughs> why, 
Why do they keep the vents in this, bro? What? Why? What's the so, what, what purpose does this serve? I thought it was an airplane or some spaceship when I first looked at it, dude. If you guys haven't seen this, uh, either check us check this video out on on the YouTube's or go to MercedesBenz.com and type in. EQS, just type that shit and you'll probably find it. Yeah, so what Mercedes has decided to reveal uh, is their new uh, next generation of what they call their MBUXs. It's been their, like, new sort of, like, basically, like, BMW's iDrive or whatnot. But they have a new interface that will be coming out with Mercedes' uh, new uh, electric car, uh, the EQS, which is basically supposed to be, like, the electric S-Class. But they call it the hyperscreen. It's supposed <laughs> to be some gigantic screen that stretches across the dash under one big glass panel uh, with two air vents in it or whatever. Okay. Those, I'm not going to lie to you. If you would have just shown me those air vents, I'd be like, yeah, that's sick. That's sick, dude. Those yeah, air vents look God. really good, dude. They're nice looking air vents. But why? But then, why? Why would you include? Like, you're showing the display, right? You're showing this new screen. They're like, let's leave the air vents in, guys. Just leave them in. You know, <laughs> like I'll tell you why, Parth. You know why I think they put them in? Because there would be like no frame of reference. I see what, where it what starts, would, ends, yeah. and all that. This would okay. be like cool, Mercedes. Thank you for showing me a big okay, slab so of glass. Why couldn't they render it onto like a car, like an actual because, interior? Because that means they would have to reveal the interior of the EQS, which they don't want to do Oh yet. my god, dude. These guys... <laughs> they just fucking showed the screen. It's like as if, like, Apple comes out with the new... This is not a tech podcast. We're talking tech. Actually, fuck it, dude. This is a tech podcast. Might, yeah, now. might as this well be a, a tech podcast. Okay, because car companies are tech companies now. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. This is a tech podcast. Hell, what? Welcome to the, you know, best tech podcast of the goddamn internet. So, um... <laughs> This is like Apple comes out with like a new Retina display, like fucking 12K shit, right? Some yeah. like next level thing, and they just put the display up and don't le- put like the Mac or the you know the touchy keypad or the keyboard part of it or anything. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just the display, not even the just... trim around the display. Just, <laughs> yeah. just the display. <laughs> That's equivalent to what... That's what Mercedes just did, dude. Okay, if you guys want to imagine this, just take kind of like the dashboard instrument cluster, take the center console, and take like the passenger airbag section, mold it all together, shave off all of the buttons, everything on it, except the air vents, and replace it with all glass. I have and- an easier I have an easier way to imagine this if for you than Jeffrey. If you have a child, or if you have... Access to a child. I don't know how, how what that means, <laughs> but like have them draw you. You tell me, I uh, draw me a spaceship, right? Draw me a fucking spaceship, like a big ass spaceship, and it just should only have two like engines or jets or you know rockets. That's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, but anyways, the idea is it's supposed to be one gigantic screen for the entire car. But they didn't commit to this. All right, this isn't one gigantic. <laughs> this. This is this is not one gigantic screen. It is three screens, <laughs> oddly shaped under a piece of glass. Bro, that's uh, that was the first. That was my first thought that when you showed this to me, you said, you know, Mercedes's do like display. I was like, it's not one display though. It doesn't no, look yeah, like it's, one it's display. not. It's basically okay. It's basically their current setup 
with the two big 12-inch displays next to each other in a weird arrangement and under one piece of glass and the freaking passenger gets to play with a screen as well if they want so to. So they basically took the idea that Ferrari made like years ago, having the passenger have a little display to see like revs, yes. RPMs, miles per hour, stuff like that. And then they were like, new display, and it's just three displays under one pane of glass. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's what they're calling a hyper screen. It's hyper... It's hyper-glass with screens under it is basically what it is. And you know what the worst thing is, Jeff? It's going to make the interior look worse. You know how, like, these new TVs, you buy a big Samsung, LG, Sony, big-ass TV, right? They all have, like, this always-on mode where you can put it on and it displays, like, a fucking picture, like, a background or, like, a sunset or some bullshit, right? Yeah. You know why they do that? Because they say... Oh, sometimes it may be ugly. Like, say you have a wall-mounted TV with all the wires hidden nicely and stuff. They say, oh, it's, it's ugly to just have, like, a black thing just on your wall there, right? Yeah. Now when this guy gets out of his car, turns his car off, walks away, somebody's like, oh, look, the new SCQ shit, bullshit, whatever, and looks inside. <laughs> it's going to be nothing. It's just black. black. In a it's glass. just black. <laughs> just the black. There's no buttons, no nothing, no artistry. Just glass. You know how screens get really dated over... Just a couple of years. Yes. Imagine, like, a couple of years down the line, you have your first generation EQS, and you're staring into it. It's it's going to be like, oh, cool, check out my, my S-Class with its entire dash made out of the equivalent of what would be now PlayStation 2 graphics, dude. Dude, 100%. <laughs> Forget about, like, the display and, like, the colors and the HDR bullshit. Just pure resolution. Resolution itself is changing so fast and it's going to keep changing that... Whatever they have in this thing, five years from now, it's going to look like goddamn like god Atari graphics. Anyways, so while they were revealing this uh, screen, at the very end of their reveal, uh, they did tease a shadowy image of what the EQS was going to be. Why like. does it have to look like shit? Why does it have to look like a boo-boo and like the stupid shit we used to see in like the futuristic movies back in the 90s and shit? Make something nicer. Make the future... Make the future an F40, but future. I agree, okay? Car designers, you have a new platform to work with now. You could still make it look good. What you don't want to do is do what... Um, so the next big player, actually the major car player in CES this year was GM. And they announced a bunch of stuff. But since we're on the topic of, of design for electric cars of the future, I'm going to start off with this news that came out of GM. And it comes from Cadillac. And uh, it is called their Halo concept. It's like their vision of what future transportation is going to be I'm not looking like. forward to this, dude. I really don't want to be labeled like the angry or let's talk to a resident old guy or a resident angry person. But I'm not getting anything that's not making me not angry. I'm I'm very <laughs> upset, dude. Like what the fuck is that shoebox looking ass thing, dude? It's a uh, it's a uh, it, take your living room, cut it out of your house. Put some wheels on it and then put a Cadillac badge on it. It's like, and then some coining ass doors. It's, it's literally inside. That's all it is. It's a couch and a freaking ottoman. And it has Cadillac on the door sill. This what is fucked, dude. This like, has absolutely zero things to do with Cadillac. Nothing. <laughs> the only thing that makes this a Cadillac, guys, is the fact that it has a Cadillac badge on it. That's it. 
It's just a pod. You could put a Toyota badge on it. You could put a Honda badge on it. You could put a freaking Bugatti badge on it. That's that's what it is. It's a box. You can just put a Kohler badge on it. Because, you know, Kohler's the guys (laughs) who make toilets and shit. Yeah, Yeah, like, you can put whatever badge you want on it. GM could have used any one of their nameplates for this, but they decided to put Cadillac on it for some reason. So let's get all the bad bad news, like the worst news out of the way. Another one of Cadillac's vision of future transportation was was their... uh, Yo, what the fuck is that, dude? (laughs) It's an electric flying machine. It's like a ch- it it it's it's one of those freaking future drone things. You know, you sit in it, and it takes off. I vertically. hate it. I hate it when car companies or companies and all that stuff they show this shit off and they act as if we live in the fucking Flintstones era because we live in the real fucking world, Jeffrey. Have you noticed that? I think you have noticed <laughs> that. So we don't we don't live in this made up fantasy land fucking universe. These people who think they're gonna have flying cars in the next ten years are re- stupid. You know why they're stupid, Jeffrey? Because as somebody who whose profession is to be up there most of my time, <laughs> drones, in the last 10 years itself, flying fucking DJI Phantom drones to take photos and videos of your cars and your other shit and whatever you do with drones, that itself has gotten so much more difficult. Like the FAA is cracking down on it. Everybody's cracking down on it. It's a huge problem. There's people who are uneducated about it. They're trying to find a way to educate. It's an issue. They don't like it. People who fly big, real airplanes don't fucking like this shit. You know why? Because it doesn't make sense how it's going to integrate. Why is grandma goddamn going to fly in a flying shit and then come face to face with a 747 one day? Do you want grandma to come face to face with a 747 on her way to pick up her goddamn prescription meds? Cause that's the shit that's gonna happen. <laughs> he thinks I'm kidding. I'm being serious. Yeah, Cadillac didn't just release their you know ridiculousness of the freaking flying car and the box car and whatnot. They also teased. Uh, you know how last year I think uh, they released their concept called the Cadillac uh, Lyric their electric SUV. So at CES, they teased uh, their Celestique, or Celestique. And get this, Cadillac says each one of them is going to be handmade and bespoke. So this is going to be an expensive car. But, you know, I like this because I've always thought that Cadillac needs to be, to be what it used to be, it needs to have a car that I cannot afford, even if I, like, dreamed about it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that that's what cadillac once was and they tease this it's gonna be a all-electric a cabin rearward so that means long hood designed electric car they didn't tease much of it it's all sort of like shadowy images and whatnot but you know this is this is good news also in GM's like press thing, yeah, there was a frame where they the guy who was speaking had basically all the electric cars they had planned, kind of like teased in the background. Mm. You know, of course there was the silhouette of the Hummer and and then the two Cadillacs, and there were a couple of things see, in the background that no one really recognized. Sorry to cut you off, but see Hummer. That's an example uh-huh. of a group of people who know who get it. They get it, dude. You know what I didn't mention about the Hummer? Uh-huh. Freaking, you know how I told you about the watch to freedom mode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that does zero to 60 in three seconds? Yeah. 
I forgot to mention that that's just not a zero to sixty mode, dude. That's a zero to sixty experience. Experience. You know what happens when uh, you engage Watch the Freedom mode? No. So apparently GM worked with Bose, you know, the people that designed the sound system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So so as I said before, the car, you know, hunkers down, it axes its it axes its it axes its its, its, yes, it's maximum is. power. Yeah. And not only that, the seat starts to vibrate. Ooh. The subwoofers start to vibrate. Oh. <laughs> they start playing some guitar riffs. Actually? Right? So you're you're getting that zero to sixty in three seconds spaceship movie Mad Max style experience, dude. Now that's what I'm talking about. That's that does nothing to do with like technology <laughs> and and practicality and whatnot. That's just so you can get in your car, bust down whatever street you want, and laugh and have, your head off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so they teased a bunch of these cars in the background, and one of them it looks like an SUV with very very Corvette features. So that's the thing. <laughs> oh, no. no, no. You know why? Because the Mustang Mach-E, bro. <laughs> that's why, dude. They're going to do a Corvette freaking Mach-J, bro. I don't know. And all of these electric vehicles are based off of what GM calls their Ultium battery technology. It's basically kind of like it expandable. And, um, you know, they could stack the batteries in different ways. They said, like, it could stack the batteries on top of each other uh, for, for, like, thick chassis off-roaders. Or they could stack them horizontally for, like, low-slung sports cars. So they are still thinking about sports cars, which is good. And this stuff is actually kind of important because... This is actually going to be, if rumors are believed, uh, the same technology that uh, Honda is going to use for their electric cars because Honda is going to be working with GM to build their future electric cars. Eh? So, yeah. Honda working with GM? And then finally, uh, GM at CES decided to drop an entirely new company. Mm -hmm. A brand new company that they're calling Bright Drop. And uh, apparently it's going to be their, like, more commercial-oriented brand. Uh, one of the things that's coming out of this brand is a electric delivery truck. Sort See, of like this, the... This is the type of shit that should be focused on to go electric, Jeff. Delivery vehicles, mail trucks, that kind of shit. Because the FedEx guy that's driving an internal combustion FedEx truck doesn't give a shit if it's internal combustion... 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 <laughs> internal combustion or electric. Yeah, so GM has released, I guess, a concept or plans of releasing what they call the EV600, which is they're going to be their uh, delivery van, which has 250 miles of range, uh, fast recharge times and all that. And the first customer uh, that signed on with them is going to be FedEx. Uh, also to come out of this bright drop company is a, uh, it's called, they call it their electric pallet. I guess it's it's a new way of moving things around the the warehouse. It kind of looks like a cupboard with roly poly wheels, you know those things. Yeah, yeah. It's got it's got like motors in it or something to help things be more easy in the warehouse. I don't know. Kind of reminds me of those like 
robots that run people over at the Amazon warehouses. You know what I mean? I don't know they run people over, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that was basically all the big things from one of the year's biggest auto shows, CES 2021. And I think just because you said that now, it's just going to be a thing. <laughs> you know, that's just going to be... Next year, watch the tagline. One of the biggest automotive shows is back. 2022. CES. Everyone's going to be confused as shit. Sony and like Samsung will be like, wait, what? <laughs> Do we need to yeah, make no, cars to be in here? No, dude. No. For, remember last year, CES? Sony released a car. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We roasted the shit out of that. Yeah, so that that's not even a joke, dude. Sony legit made a car last year. So, yeah, we're looking forward to a bright future part, don't you think? <laughs> I see what you did there because of the GM. Oh, yeah. Now we have a bright drop future to look for. <laughs> uh, anyways, shall we go to our break? Yeah. Parth. Yeah. Don't you hate it when you're in the shower? And you are doing some landscaping on your wedding vegetables with your trusty pair of rusty scissors. And then suddenly, you kind of cut what you don't want to cut, and then you get tetanus, and then you die. No, I don't, I don't, I have no idea what's going on in that situation. So, (laughs) that's all you, man. (laughs) And you know why that's all you, Jeff? Why? Because I use fucking Manscaped, dog. Why is Manscaped so much better than using my rusty scissors? First of all, I don't know if this is worth telling you, because if you just apparently constantly get tetanus and you constantly are dying, this might just be wasted, because this guy has a short-lived future. But to hopefully save one of your nine lives, apparently, you gotta get the Manscaped, bro. They got their lawnmower 3.0, 7,000 RPM blade, Oh, that's RPM. faster than my rusty scissors. Yeah, bro. And no matter how fast you be wanking that shit, you're <laughs> the man- <laughs> I'm talking about the scissors, too. I'm talking about the scissors. I'm, I'm not talking about nothing else. 7,000 RPM, ceramic blade. It's safe for you and your, what'd you say, your wedding vegetables? Some shit like that. Some yes, phrase yes. I've never heard of before. And also, LED light on that thing. To, oh, yeah. Uh, I can't use the rusty scissors in the dark. Yeah, you probably tried too, haven't you? Get yourself a Manscaped thing, bro. But hey, hey, I could use Mm -hmm. the rusty scissors in the shower. Manscaped, the lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof, bro. Why do you need to be using the rusty scissors and making it more rusty and shit? The Manscaped 3.0, it's waterproof. That shit's designed to go in there and just wipe it dry when you're done and it has a fantastic little charger thing. It looks better than like fucking Apple products, dude. You just <laughs> pop that bitch in there and boom, it's charging. You don't got to worry about, you know, like some of those other uh, trimmers and shit. They got the weird ass wires, the wrong cable. It's just a base. Sits there nicely. You can clean it up after you're done cleaning yourself up and then just put it on the thing, let it charge. And Jeffrey... How long does it take you to do your, your rusty scissor shit? What do you mean, how long? How long does it take for your dull-ass, rusty-ass scissors? And, like, how long are you spending in the goddamn shower, like, giving yourself tetanus? It's only too four much hours. Time. Too much time. <laughs> do it the lawnmower 3.0. It'll do it faster. And even if for some reason you got to be in there for a while because you haven't done it for a few minutes, you know, like, you're out, you're, it's a jungle down there type situation, 
90 minute battery on that motherfucker, dude. Who the hell is going to be in the shower for 90 minutes doing the, the, some manscaping? But these guys were like, if you want to be out there for 90 minutes, we'll give you the capability of doing that. That's some serious uh, home renovation that you may be undertaking if you're using all 90 minutes. But you have that ability with the lawnmower 3.0. Okay, so how would I go about in getting this? I don't know if it's better than my Rusty Scissors product, but I'll give it a try. How, how should I go about and do this? Manscaped.com. And here's the great thing. You're listening. You're on this podcast, bro. Or if you're not on this podcast, you're listening to this podcast because you're hearing us have this conversation, right? If you go to Manscaped.com, Jeffrey, right, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code CURBSIDE at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code curbside c-u-r-b-s-i-d-e curbside not that hard you can do it and with that let's get back to the show and it's time for the actually this entire show has been the news hasn't it yeah oh also also like crying and ranting and me getting pissed off that's the usual actually that's nothing new anyway continuation yes. of the news i guess not really from ces though so yeah, yeah. Topic non-ces too. news jeffrey yes got some news 2021 ford f-150 raptor r is coming raptor r, r. what's that like, it's gonna have it's like it's the R version of it's racing. So it's R stands for. So, so it's the super powered version of the super powered version of of the F one fifty. Okay. So what is this thing gonna be? Seven hundred horsepower with the V eight in it. So they they saw the T Rex. Yes. The Ram TRX. <laughs> yes. That was making seven hundred and seven horsepower. Yes. And the Raptor was like, nah, dude. Yes. So did you, did you, I, and this is something I didn't know. Apparently on the airbox cover of the TRX, the T-Rex, whatever. Yeah. There's apparently a size comparison of the two dinosaurs. And then on the interior, there's, a, there's like a picture of the Raptor like eating, or sorry, the T-Rex eating the Raptor on like the interior dashboard. Really? Yeah, on the T-Rex. I mean, like, Ram threw a lot of shade at the Raptor when they released the T-R-X. Like, the entire commercial. That's basically, that is what's in the on the Airbox cover. If you ever buy a T-R-X or if you see one, any people listening out there, go open your hood, check that out. There's a picture of a T-Rex eating a Raptor. That's basically <laughs> Ram saying it's taking a shit on the Ford Raptor. Ford was okay. like, uh-uh, we can't <laughs> let that happen. So they're like, okay, we're going to come out. They're going to come out with their same twin-turbo EcoBoost Nation V6 uh, twin-turbo 450 horsepower like that's anything less. But they're going to put the same V8 that's found in the Shelby GT500 into the Raptor. <laughs> and and also, the 2021 Ford Raptor, all of them, because this is something that apparently Ram also made fun of, so they used to have leaf spring suspension, especially in the, yeah. in the rear. Well, yeah. they're going coil spring rear suspension in the 2021. <laughs> Not just for the R, but for the regular F-150 Raptor. So Ram kind of slapped Ford's ass and was like, hey, get up, let's go. So Ford is now like waking up 
and uh, it's, it's ready to go. And the Raptor will come with 35-inch BF Goodridge K02 all-terrain tires, wide fenders, and the famous Ford script on the grill. No, it's going to say freaking Ram on the grill. <laughs> but has this thing been released yet already? Or No, it not yet. Like... It's still, look, camel stage. But, like, what are they going to change? I mean, it's going to be very similar exterior. just going to have a fat-ass engine in it. They should, in my opinion, I feel like Ford should, like, play into Ram's, like, T-Rex eating raptor shit. Yeah. And do, like, a picture of, like, a group of raptors taking a T-Rex down. <laughs> They need to play into this because American companies competing with each, other, with each other is nothing but good for like consumers. Yeah, that's true. It'll be it'll be good fun too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is what it is, right? But there's a guy literally getting paid at Ford to sit there and think of a way to come out with a media stunt that's going to destroy the T Rex and has to include the Raptor. That's what he he goes to work at nine o'clock in the morning and sits down. And he's like. Let me think of... This guy's going through, like, goddamn, like, geology books and, and like, shit like that to figure out how can a, t- or a raptor destroy a T-Rex and how do we incorporate <laughs> that into our branding? That means GM's got to come out with a pickup truck that's got a lot of power and they got to call it... The Brontosaurus. The Asteroid. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just call it Extinction. Oh! <laughs> Oh, that's sick, Jeffrey. The oh. Chevy hey, hey, oh, Chevy, 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 Chevy. Listen, listen, listen. If you for some reason work at Chevy and you're about to take my idea, throw us something, dude. Like literally a couple dollars even if you're going to take that idea. I'm okay with it. Just there's something has to be in there for us. That, that would be a fantastic name, Jeffrey. Extinction? Oh. It's going it's gonna it's, to it's, 800 horsepower. Dude, because dude, dude, it'll be like, it'll be like, Dude, like these childish guys talk about raptors and T-Rex and just fucking exterminated, bro. Just extinction. That's it, dude. Oh, I should go work at Chevy. And like I said, the only people that benefit from this is the consumers. Yep. We got 700 plus horsepower trucks. Because it's all very, very necessary, dude. (laughs) They're going to pull up to a guy like a Ferrari and shit, like a 458. (laughs) He'll be able to keep up, man, on a straight line. That's for sure. (laughs) More news. I feel like this entire show is also just American news, except for the fucking Mercedes thing. So we touched on this a bit last week, or... I teased it. It hadn't come out yet. But Jeep has released their new uh, generation of Grand Cherokee. And there's a, I guess it's a long wheelbase version right now called the Grand Cherokee L. And it now has three rows. uh, And you know what? I think it looks pretty good. I think it looks good too. American Uh, cars, Jeffrey. (laughs) This is what I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, look. I don't know if it's a bit of both, I'm guessing. I'm starting to like American cars more and respect them more. But I also feel like they are making just better stuff now than they, they were like literally like five, ten years ago. Yeah, they are. So, as always, this Grand Cherokee is going to be a very good off-roader. It's got uh, Jeeps, you know, a 4x4 systems in there. It's got a new, I guess, it's called the Quadra Lift System. Uh, which is basically air suspension that kind of raises the car up. It could select the terrain, kind of like a Range Rover. Uh, it could afford water up to 24 inches. And it has the maximum towing capacity of 7,200 pounds. Uh, it's going to come in two drivetrains, the typical Pentastar V6 and the V8. Uh, but 
All that aside, boring number stuff aside, this is obviously going to be, you know, not as fancy as the new uh, Grand Wagoneer that came out. Uh, it's a bit more subdued, but because it's a bit more subdued, I think it looks better. I really like the front end. Yeah, I think this would have made actually a better Grand Wagoneer than the new Grand Wagoneer. But also, if you look at this interior, this interior on the Summit version. Oh, the I the like the steering version, wheel, Jeffrey. I like the steering wheel. <laughs> they put the Jeep steering wheel in it. It's got quilted leather, open pore wood, and that open pore wood actually goes all the way even to the steering wheel, dude. Ooh, that looks good, man. Yeah, because, you know, the, 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 the Grand Wagoneer, like, I, I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to make it super luxurious. Yeah. But because they tried to do that, it kind of looked a bit chintzy. This is just the right amount, dude. It's got a nice classy wooden dash, a cut and sewn freaking dashboard, too. Leather on the steering wheel, like, not even just the... the the trim around it but also the center of it and it, it it looks like a nice interior it seats seven it, it's a range rover dude it's it's basically a not overpriced range rover yeah it's not gonna cost a hundred thousand dollars you get a nice interior you get the off-road capabilities uh you get the nice looks looks good and you know what? I'm waiting for them to do the Trailhawk version of this because I think that's going to be real cool. Or it's gonna the Trackhawk version of it's, it. It's going to be so unnecessary. <laughs> that's unnecessary uh, in this car. Like, it come looks on. good, dude. It looks like, so good. I want it, one. I want one too, dude. Like, screw this. European car manufacturers, go take a shit, okay? You guys keep fucking... <laughs> like, you guys keep making these shitty cars that aren't good off-road, they aren't good on the road, and they just are not good at anything. And they're expensive as hell! How much is this thing? I don't know, but I don't imagine it costing too much more than a Grand Wagoneer does now. I mean, it's, not it's a, a Grand Wagoneer, a Grand Cherokee does now. Compared to a Range Rover. Okay, Range Rovers are nice cars. They go off-road very like well. 200000 plus. Yeah, they freaking start at $80,000, $90,000. And that's base as fuck, dude. You want, like, a Range Rover autobiography? That shit can go above 150 k 200k easy. If they have the starting, you know, price of this at 50 k with options going up to even 70 maybe, I'm okay with that. I think that's fair. Yeah, and I don't... I don't think it's gonna start at 50 k That's probably what the Grand... The Wagoneer is gonna start at. Right? Yeah. Not the yeah, Grand right. Wagoneer, but the Wagoneer. The Wagoneer. This yeah. is probably going to start at like 40k. 30, 40k. And probably. go up to like 50, 60k. But yeah, they, this, is a, this is a good, another good American car to look forward to. As a final bit of news, you know how we were talking and how yeah. we were complaining about the future and how the future doesn't look good and fuck the future and blah, 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 right? Uh-huh. Well, here's a little future but blast from the past type dealio going on. So... What? There's a company in the UK that's making brand new, street legal, 1980 versions of the Ford Escort Rally Mark II cars. What? Yes, sir. So this this company, which is called Motorsport Tools, and uh -huh. what they're doing is they're making the brand new Ford Mark II cars from the 1980s and 90s and stuff like that. And what do you mean the brand? Like they're like, like they're building it. Like they're building it exactly how it was in the huh. olden days, kind of thing. But it's new. It's all with new parts and new materials. So it's a new car, but 
old. <laughs> that's that's okay. basically it. So, so it's guys. like a freaking Chevy Savannah, like we talked. No, Chevy Express, like we talked about last week. Kinda, but that is an old car that's just been being made, right? <laughs> so these guys are like, look, there's some good stuff from the olden times. Yeah. But old stuff is hard to maintain, so let's make the old stuff, but just make it new. <laughs> that's it, you know? So now this thing, the thing, the fantastic part is, the prices start around 65,000 pounds, which is around $90,000, right? They're going to do 10 finished cars per year, these motorsport tool guys. So... If you want to, these guys have options, and it comes with a 2.5-liter Ford engine that makes around 200 horsepower, which is very much the engine of the, it's the time that they're trying to represent, right? And it weighs <laughs> it weighs less than 2,200 pounds, Jeez. comes with Bilstein shocks, uh, AP racing brakes, uh, Minilite wheels, and uh-huh. all the other good stuff, right? But if you want to, and this is up to the buyers, and... and the buyers actually get to work directly with the company if you decide to buy one about how you want this car, what color, what configurations. If you want to put more power in it, you can get up to a 370 horsepower engine, which is made by another UK engine manufacturer called Millington. And yeah. you can also add up to like other stuff like sequential transmissions and other pricey like upgrades that you can add to it. Which could bring the cost of it above $140,000, potentially. That's a lot of money. But Jeffrey, Jeffrey, if you're somebody, like say if it was me, if I had a lot of money, right, and I'm upset that there's nothing new coming out that's cool or fun or interesting, this is something that I would consider. Because it's like, you'll get a pure driving experience. In a brand new car. In a brand new car, for the cost of... A brand new Ferrari. <laughs> no, 140k will not get you a brand new Ferrari. Oh, fine, today. a brand new Audi R8. That's still, dude. Audi Audi R8s are getting about oh, 250k fine. now. A brand new M5. That's what this is. And honestly, you have an M, you drive an F10 or the new one or whatever. It's an M5. Doesn't really make too much of a difference. It looks a little bit different. Maybe it's a little faster. All that stuff. But this will be unique. You know why don't manufacturers take a page out of this book they they've got these old iconic cars honda has the s2000 toyota has the supra bmw has the freaking e all the m's oh whatever (laughs) yeah exactly like just make them again yeah just imagine if bmw today came out with the e30 except with modern parts and modern bits and maybe a little extra horsepower or something yeah you you know who's done it would sell dude it would sell you know who's done this aston yeah Aston made the DB5 brand again, new parts, yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah, even with all the James Bond bits in it. Yeah, and you know those are I'm sure all sold out. They cost like a million dollars and whatnot. Probably. Just, just make them. How hard can it be, guys? You're not developing anything new. You probably, probably still have some of the tooling for the old things, <laughs> and like just, just get them out of the shed, dust them off a bit, and then put it together some new cars and sell them for you know who cares sell it for an exorbitant amount of money people will probably still buy it just do it guys just do it we want these old cars make bring back the old times then you could use that money to fund the rest of your electric car world and the rest of your freaking your your flying grandma drone things (laughs) that stuff you know yeah that stuff and well with that advice, 
Uh, that's going to be the end of our show for this week. As always, guys, you can check us out at thecurbsidepodcast.com, uh, where you'll find links to our show. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, all of that stuff. You can also support our show at anchor.fm slash thecurbsidepodcast slash support. Uh, you could subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just look up the Curbside Podcast. Share the show with your friends. Rate it on your podcasting apps. Uh, go and tell people if you like this show. And we would really, really, really appreciate that. And we have social media. Like everybody else in the rest of the world. Instagram, we're on there. At the Curbside Podcast. Twitter, at the Curbside Pod. Gmail. Yes, we still have Gmail. The Curbside Podcast at gmail.com. Facebook, we're on there. Facebook.com slash the Curbside Podcast. And TikTok. We're on TikTok too, at Curbside Podcast. So uh, follow us on the social. Send us DMs and all that other fun stuff. Any questions, any comments, any uh, suggestions about what you want to hear on the show. We're tell, open tell, to it. Tell Parth about how his doggie is barking in the background. Doggie is barking in the background, the new pepperoni. She's barking at something, Lord knows what. Um, and finally, but not least, that's not how that saying goes. Thank you to Kid Dope for the intro and outro to the show, Fast Cars and Wild Arts. As always, my name is Jeff. I'm Parth. Remember, drive safe, and life is too short to drive boring cars. Bye! Bye!